Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 124 of the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis, and today we are going to be talking about the functional versus passive treatment approach with patients. Um, I'm going to be giving you my opinion today regarding the treatment of patients and how we get from point A, the evaluation, to point B, a successful rehab outcome. But before we do that, I just want to take a moment to hear a word from our sponsors. Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, Mainly Technology Group, have created a high-tech, all-terrain, chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The Easy Glider Sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better faster. So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit EasySlant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first Easy Slant. Hello and welcome back. Um, before we get started today, folks, I just wanted to let you know that I was going through uh, my podcasting station and, and all of the the previous videos that I've done, previous podcasts that I've done, uh, both on a YouTube channel and uh, through our podcast. And just to let you know that we have tons of content um, that we started about a year and a half ago in podcasting. So make sure that you go back and, and listen to some of the older episodes. Uh, we did change platforms a while back and that made it difficult for people to get to our first 80 to 100 episodes. So make sure you get back there and check some of those out. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, get in touch and uh, I could be more than happy to help uh, answer some of those questions. Um so today, before we get started, I want to apologize ahead of time, you know, if I go into a rant today or if I offend anybody with the explanation of my philosophy about how I like to treat patients. As most of you know, I'm not fancy. I'm not technical. I don't have a full staff doing my social media work and I spend hours upon hours putting a lot of this information together. And why do I do that? You know, people say you must be crazy, you know, to spend all this time. Um, but I, I really, I truly enjoy bringing experience to the table and helping other people. Not only helping patients, but helping uh, young therapists or a student physical therapists. Uh, medical students have had, uh, I've had great comments from them in regards to our content and asking me a lot of questions as they get ready for, uh, you know, orthopedic tests and, and different things of that source. So um, I, I, I really enjoy doing that, and I hope I can continue to do that. Um, 
today I want to talk a little bit about, you know, expectations. You know, what kind of expectations do you give your patients when you first meet them? And I'm going to tell you three things here first, and then we're going to jump into, you know, what the difference is between active and passive treatment and uh, and how we like to implement that. But first thing I, I tell a patient when I first meet them and first evaluate them is that I am going to do my very best to get them better. Okay, so that may mean actual physical treatment. I may help them, um, you know, get into somebody to get an injection if they need that. Or I may talk to their provider um, about a, a different form of treatment or something we can add to the treatment that may make them better or change the trajectory on where we are going with the patient. But I'm going to do my very best to help them improve and decrease their pain and increase their function. Number two I tell them if they're not going to be getting better in a reasonable amount of time, we're going to change the direction of our treatment. Number three, I tell them before they get done with me, they're probably going to be undergoing the two P's in a workout, which is puffing and perspiring. Okay, there's nothing that bothers me more than people who just lay on a table and do, you know, basically just soft tissue or passive modalities the whole time they are in treatment. Um, I want them working. I want them, you know, functioning. I explain to the patient that the body is meant to move and fight gravity pretty much during all of your waking hours. So they'll not just be laying there doing nothing, okay? Not just sitting there with hot packs and massages. So with that being said, I want to talk about passive treatment first and, and what that means, okay? So we do many modalities to help people get better, okay? Sometimes it's a prescription of medication. It could be, um, you know, an ultrasound. It could be hot packs, electrical stimulation. People could receive dry needling, cupping, um, manipulation, myofascial release, any of these types of treatments that are somewhat hands-on, but passive in nature where the patient is not actually doing a lot to get themselves moving into a, into a better position or moving better and getting stronger, okay? And, um, you know, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be doing these treatments with patients because I do a lot of these treatments with patients. I, I like to place a hot pack around a very, very stiff knee that is that is uncomfortable and painful before I stretch them. And I have very good success with that. Um, now, there's not a lot of literature saying that it is helpful for patients, but through my experience, I have found that patients relax better, they actually feel better, and we are able to work with them a little bit better after we do that. So, yeah, I use some of these soft tissue modalities and some of these passive treatments, but I make sure that I always drive the patient into an active functional restoration type of program, okay? So, um, you know, it's important that you do use these modalities to get from point A to point B, but um, you explain that to the patient that you will not just be doing that. I've had people come to me and tell me that they've been in therapy programs where they never got off the table and they never sweat or they never were breathing heavy and they never really actually worked hard. Um, and those people don't don't generally do well. Um, you know, it's nice and it's comfortable and all that, but, uh, you know, go to a spa somewhere and, and get those uh, types of treatments if that's what, uh, you know, you're looking for. Um, but I tell the patient ahead of time that we're going to be active. And by functional active restoration, you know, which is our ultimate goal, these things are like cardiovascular conditioning, close chain activities, somewhat circuit training. Okay. I had a gentleman recently who had a, a severe lumbar spine spasm, probably, uh, you know, a tear of a lumbar disc. 
no significant radiculopathy, but had a you know an obvious disc derangement problem. And this is the type of guy who has to lift, push, and pull a lot. Um, so we did some soft tissue work early on. We progressed into some cardiovascular reconditioning, straight plane activities, and then placed him on a circuit training program where he did lifting, pushing, pulling with good mechanics. And um, we did some work simulation with him and um, just graduated him uh, a couple days ago. And he's doing awesome. Totally confident that when he gets back to work that uh, he'll be doing well. So in this active functional restoration, we use a sports medicine approach. And, and you know, people think, well, using a sports medicine approach, you're not going to turn everybody into an athlete or an Olympian. And that's not what we that's not what we're planning on doing. But just like putting somebody back on the soccer field who has injured themselves or sprained their ankle, let's say, um, we don't just do exercises and therapy and then put them out on the field. We get them stronger, we improve their proprioception, we decrease swelling, we decrease pain. And then before we get done with them, we put them through sports specific activities like soccer dribbling drills, um, starting and stopping activities, changes of direction. And we do everything to simulate that in the clinic before we put them out on the field. And so we do the same thing with people who are going back to work or people who have to take care of their children at home. And so we really um, make an effort to try to maximize that with people. Nothing agitates me more than a patient who walks into my office and tells me that she spent the last year in therapy elsewhere, progressively got worse, and rarely ever got off the table to do exercises. Um, and now this patient comes in with this perception, okay, this idea that PT is all the same and not helpful. And I'm not just saying that this happens in PT. This can happen in any other medical profession, okay? So... What I, what I really want us to think about right now is that, you know, ask yourself, what, am I, what I'm doing with my patient, is it making a difference? And if not, what am I doing about it? Okay, what am I doing to change that situation so that the patient does get better? Think about it if you were in the patient's situation. If, if you were the patient paying for the treatment that you were getting, is this approach working are you asking the right questions? And and I really, I ask, I tell my patients to ask me questions, okay? I want them to have their questions answered. And we know that about 50% of questions um, get asked in an appointment because patients may be a little bit nervous or they forget what they wanted to ask. Um, I tell them to write it down before the next time they come in so we can answer those questions for them and make them feel comfortable, okay? So I want you to think about that. Don't just settle for mediocrity. You know, do a little bit more. I tell my patients, you know, I may not be able to quote-unquote cure you. And, and, and maybe, you know, their injury is so bad that I cannot get them to be 100%. But one thing I can do with them is help them, okay? I can help them to try to improve their function. I can help them increase their situation or improve their situation. I'll give you an example here of, uh, of a situation where... I never even treated the patient, but I was able to help them. So a gentleman comes into our office and he's having a lot of lateral knee pain. He explains to me that he slipped on some some grass. Um, and I actually have a video of this on YouTube. And if you'd like, I can I can post this in the links. You can click on it and take a look at it. And I don't even give a physical therapy treatment plan for it. I just talk about how I helped this gentleman. And so he, he points to the lateral aspect of his leg. Uh, we do a full, complete evaluation. I actually had seen him at his workplace and brought him into the clinic um, the next day. Took a look at him. He hadn't had a, uh, an order or anything from his provider. And 
we discovered we were suspicious that he had a uh, proximal fibular fracture that he'd been dealing with for about two weeks, but just uh, did not want to see uh, seek out medical attention. And so um, what I did was, I because I was suspicious of that, I called their local orthopedic office, made a, a few calls, spoke to them, and they got the patient in right away, did an x-ray, found that he had a fracture, and placed him in a walker boot, and... Um, took care of him uh, from that point on. And he did very, very well. And uh, he never really needed to undergo a, a formal course of therapy. So I, I didn't actually fix his problem, but I certainly helped the patient get from point A to point B, which was from the evaluation to a functional outcome. Um, so, you know, I want you to take that into consideration when you see your patients. Maybe you don't have the answers for every patient. Maybe you don't have the cure for every problem, but help them get into some direction. And again, back to the topic um, today, I encourage you, please make sure that when your patients are done with you, especially if you're in physical or occupational therapy, that they are able to functionally do activities and not just um, sit there on soft tissue modalities the whole time they are with you. Um, that's my that's my approach. That's my philosophy. It always has been. Um, and I think function is very important and sometimes even trumps pain um, for certain uh, people and certain patients out there. So Folks, thank you so much for listening today. Um, I Don't forget, send me questions, okay? There will be a link in the show notes today for uh, where you can get in touch with me. Send me questions, and I'll put them up on the show, and I'll do my very best to answer them for you. And, um, you know, we'll continue with these topics and content, uh, certainly having a good time with this. And we are going to be having some interviews, some really interesting interviews coming up soon. So make sure you stay tuned for future episodes. Thanks a lot, and have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.